She packed my bags last night pre-flight Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. Last off, Bold Perceptions is back. We're getting bold today. I'm outside. I just told C-Rock. I'm outside. You guys know me as the car guy. I'm usually in my fusion. I'm outside today in nature. I'm already feeling better. C-Rock, you just showed me your setup. You're in like uh, the, like the Beverly Hills with a, uh, a chlorine saltwater pool. Where are you at? Yeah, we do have a saltwater pool, man. You're right. Um, I'm in Ocean City, Maryland. So, really, okay. That looked like uh, Dubai out there. Nah, it's Ocean City, Maryland, and uh, you know we're in the Waymo Studios and jamming, dude. <laughs> Absolutely, always jamming. So, obviously, you're on this this podcast for a reason. You're a bold guy. Um, I want to kind of just start out by yourself giving our audience a little introduction as to who you are. Maybe a little uh, plug as to why you're a bold man yourself. You know, uh, bottom line is I have a mission that I'm on. That's all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. And we use rocket fuel to fuel us and power us to get to there. Um, And what I mean by that is taking all setbacks, letdowns, discouragement from people, screw ups of our own and storing it in our fuel tank instead of our trunk where it weighs us down. And converting it into rocket fuel for our future so that we blast off into space away from gravity, which is all the negative suppressing things that hold us back. All the limiting factors, I say. So um, I'm just a guy that lives off that mission and everything I do is filtered through that. And, you know, I, I'm in the mortgage business. I have a mortgage team that, that I built to, uh, I guess, almost 40 employees now with my three best friends and my, my little brother that uh, they run the day-to-day operation of it. And I do podcasting. I just wrote a book called Rocket Fuel, Convert Setbacks, Become Unstoppable. That book's coming out May 3rd on Amazon. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, tech, I'm in tech. I'm just, I'm just into a lot of things that trying to change the world and make a big impact and leave a legacy. I like it. I like it. And you mentioned Rocket Fuel, your book. Is this your first book? I saw it's coming out May 3rd, or is this a, uh, yeah. a recurring thing? Is, Nah, this is the first book, man. First one. Okay. Well, hey, congrats. That's uh, that's Thank huge. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I never thought of myself as a writer, man. And I just got this itch a year and a half ago. Once I found out this rocket fuel formula, which I created a law from, just like John Maxwell has leadership laws. I, I figured, man, well, if he can do have leadership laws, I can have a law about becoming unstoppable. And I found out the formula to do that and put it in a book because I wanted to get it out to people for them to, to actually use it, implement in their lives. And from there, who knows what's going to happen. Speaking, I'll, I'll be speaking all over the world. I'm already doing that virtually, but once things open up, I'll be back live all over the world speaking about becoming unstoppable. Love it. Absolutely love it. Who doesn't want the formula to become unstoppable, right? I know. I mean, I think I'm already going to buy the book with that with that cliffhanger. You just Let's go, man. Right. Let's go. Absolutely. So that's interesting though. You never thought of yourself as a writer. Um, and it sounds like, you know, I've, I've actually heard a tale or not a tale, but a saying it's, it's something like everybody has a story to tell. Everybody has a story within them. Everybody has lessons within them. How did you arrive at this conclusion that you had something like this to share with the world? Well, look, I got a story to tell and <clears throat> I was at a 10 X growth con in Miami in the Marlin stadium, the one that had 30 some thousand people two years ago. And I saw a guy on stage that was a speaker that nobody had heard of really that until then. 
his name was Pete Vargas. And he shared a story about him and his father. And, you know, Pete was nervous, sweating. He looked scared to death, but he was a main headline speaker. And the reason that he was a main headline speaker is because he found out the formula of how to sell from stage and connect with people. And he shared it with Grant and Jared Glant, who's the president of Cardone, Universe, uh, Cardone Enterprises. And they were so amazed by it that they put him on stage to be one of the headline speakers. Now, I'm in this crowd for the first time at one of these events, and I'm watching him speak. And then it felt like the whole crowd disappeared. And it was just me and Pete sitting there, and he was telling the story to me. It connected that hard with me. And uh, I, I thought afterwards, I'm like, wow, man, that's like powerful. I, I can share my story now. Like, I feel like I, I have a story to tell. And if he can do it and he's scared to death, I know I can do it. So I told the guys I was with, I'm going to be on that stage in a, you know, very soon because I got a story to tell. I'm, I'm powerful and I just need to get, get it, the message out and get known. So from that point forward, and uh, that was uh, January or February of 2019 till today, which is basically just over two years, I've been on a mission and been obsessed with getting known and, you know, globally. Now, not actually not globally. Like most people, like you're in sales, right? Most people in sales try to get known in their local market where they're selling right? And you always end up a little short of that because if you just aim for that, you're going to end up short of it. I said to myself, well, how about if I were to try to get known in my state? How about the region? Now the country. That's not even big enough. How about global? So I started thinking bigger. And then I'm like, well, if there's aliens, which I don't know if there is, by the way, if there's aliens, I want them to know me. And then I started shooting that high. And that's how this whole thing started coming in two years getting out of obscurity and really having my name and my brand out there that fast is because I was obsessed with telling my story because I saw Pete Vargas do it. And uh, everybody's got a story. Most people don't share it because they're embarrassed by growing up poor, maybe growing up in abuse, like my situation, which I'll share with you. Or they underestimate the power of their story to inspire millions and millions of people because people think small and, you know, they think, well, who cares about my story? But when it comes down to it, the more ordinary your story is, the more people you'll connect with. And that's what I found out with my story. So uh, I started sharing my story, five, 10 people. They were inspired by it. I'm like, dude, I got to tell 10 million. I got to figure out a way, 10 million people, if, if this is working on a small scale. And that's how it started, man. So, hey, I just got uh, some connection issues. I think the aliens already know of you. I think we're going <laughs> to cut this podcast off. I think this is going to be so good. They don't want it out. But yeah, tell me about, obviously, you know, you're at, Point B, which is right now is trying to empower, trying to reach your brand out to 10 million. You said 10 million is the number. Well, that was just a number that I was like thinking like 10 people. Well, well, how about not 10 million? And now it's like, no, I mean, let's go for as many people as possible. Billion. You know, it's just once it gets traction and it gets a momentum, then it, it, it'll blow up. And that's that's what's happened over the last two years. The hardest part with it is just getting uh, staying consistent and not getting bored and wore out from it. You just got to remember the purpose, which is. All people, I don't say people, I say all people are unstoppable to living a life of their dreams. So um, that's a big mission, but I'm, I'm built for it, man. So you said two years ago, it started really gaining traction. What, uh, what's been going on the last two years before we get to the, you know, the come up? No, two years is when it started two years ago. Got it. Like that's when the mission started, but over the last two years, it's gained traction and momentum. Okay. So let's hear about, you, you mentioned you'd uh, kind of touch on what happened growing up and what led you to this point. Um, what, what did lead you to this point? What were the main factors? What's, what's your story, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I came from a broken home. I don't remember my parents together, that kind of thing. Child support, custody battles, every other weekend visitation. I dealt with all that. I dealt with, uh, you know, parents fighting, 
then you add step parents into the mix. And then when their agendas entered into the formula, then it adds more conflict. And, you know, a lot of that conflict when, when, when adults act like kids and they're immature and they don't know how to act like adults and, and get along and communicate properly, it's taken out on the kids. It like people don't think about the impact it has on the children. And so, you know, looking back for me, I don't ever want to go back to those times. But what it's done for me, though, obviously, is be, and because I made some of the right decisions, is, is it's built me into an animal that I am today. So, and in a good way, you know, I'm callous. I don't, I don't get in awkward situations to me or nothing like no big deal. Most people would like shudder or shy away from awkward situations. I, I run into them because it's nothing compared to what I went through as a kid. You know, and from zero to eight, my birth to eight, I live with my mom and I would go to my dad's every other weekend. My mom decided to get married for the third time. And I didn't want to move into another man's house and learn another man's rules at eight years old. So I decided, let me give my dad's house a shot. And he was marrying his second wife. And I said, right, let me give them a shot. So I moved into the house from age eight to 11. During that period, I dealt with the conflict level rose. I guess they were having some issues back and forth. My mom, my stepmom, I don't know. But at the end of the day, I was dealing with a lot of emotional, psychological abuse, threats. I slept with my baseball bat a lot of nights. And uh, I just didn't feel safe. And uh, I, at some point I figured, you know, I thought it was ordinary. I thought everybody deals with this shit. But at some point I said, you know what? This isn't normal. So I shared what was going on with my mom. And she said, you know what? That's not normal. You don't need to live like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to file court papers and you need to stick to your guns with this. Like you can't flip flop. When you believe in something, and especially like this situation here, they're going to try to talk you out of it. So you need to stick to your guns. And I remember that. And I started thinking like, I got to be stubborn when I believe in things. Like I got to, I got to, and people used to call me stubborn and hardheaded all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Cause stubborn is not the wrong thing when it's on the right thing. Right. It, it, actually the definition says in Web, Merriam-Webster's dictionary, it says perversely unyielding. Like if you want something in life, if you believe in something, you want to be perversely unyielding towards it. You don't want to be able to be talked out of it. You don't want people to discourage you out of it. You want to be able to thrust forward, going after what you believe in. You know, I have a saying thrust is a must because <laughs> it rhymes. It's cool, but it's also go, go forward fast. So anyway, my dad finally got these court papers after weeks went by, I was waiting, waiting, waiting. And I came home from school one day and the tension in the house, you could feel it, man. I just knew something was up. I didn't know what I got myself into. And my dad was my hero. You know, he had his own masonry business, blade brick like this concrete poured, poured uh, concrete blade block big forearms, rough hands, and he was a successful business owner. And he used to carry this wad $100 bills around in his pocket with a rubber band around it all the time and flash it. And I thought that was so cool. I was like, you know, I love, I love seeing that and what it got us. And, but uh, when he confronted me with these court papers, dude, it was like, it says here you want to move in with your mom. I can't comprehend this because your mom's poor. She's on to her third marriage. They don't have anything. You've got everything you need in this house. Why would you want to leave? And see, he just wasn't comprehending or he was in denial of what was going on, right? And I said, I'm not really going to discuss it. I've made my mind up, stuck to my guns. And he said, okay, if that's the case. And he takes that wad of $100 bills out, peeled one off, crumpled it up and threw it at me and said, here, then you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. And I felt like I was given up on by my hero. But at that same point, remember, I'm stubborn. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to need that money. So from that, that was like a spark that was lit at that moment. And for 30 some years, man, subconsciously 30 some years, I was living off of that spark, like showing him that I was going to be fine. I was going to make it. I didn't need him. 
you know, and, and it's just a thought that went through my head and kept fueling me. Now I don't have any regrets or, or any, um, ill will or holding anything grudges against them. I, you know, I, I forgive, but I'm not going to stop using it as fuel. So to wrap it up two years ago, when I went to that growth con, I said to myself, why, no matter what I go through in life, am I always going upward? Why is my trajectory in my life successful still going up when I've been through all this stuff and I grew up in this, this, this rough environment. And I really feel like I didn't know what I was doing. I subconsciously was doing this thing where I was turning everything into rocket fuel for my future, converting it. And that's what I found. I found I was taking anything that would stop normal human beings and slow them down or stop them. I was taking that stuff. And instead of just removing it out of my way and keep going and being perversely unyielding, I was actually also taking it and using it as fuel, which propels you even further and elevates you even further. And once I figured that out and became aware of it, instead of, sorry about that, instead of just subconsciously doing it, dude, everything changed. My trajectory went straight up. That's what's happened over the last two years. And it's going to continue to, to uh, go even harder over the next years to come. Unbelievable that at eight years old, that was your reality. Seriously, that's unbelievable. And what's more unbelievable is the way you use that as, you know, no pun intended, rocket fuel at such a young age. I feel like, do you believe in past lives? Because maybe you were an old soul where you had your, you know, your, your past lives kind of saying, hey, use this, use this. You know, uh, I, you know I'm, a, I'm a Christian. I believe in uh, God and I believe in Jesus and I go to church and, you know, I, I don't know, man. I mean, there, there's things, I don't think we know everything. You know, I have faith in a creator that put me on this earth and put you on, put everybody on this earth with unlimited potential to accomplish certain things. Some things were limited physically wise, but we're, 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 our spirits are unlimited. And so I, I don't know the answer to that question. I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn it away. Um, because I've, I've met somebody recently, a 19 year old girl that came up with a tech idea and I'm in tech by the way, too. And we're putting her product that she came up with in development. And she blew me away as a 19 year old, how her spirit and soul seem like they're very advanced and mature. So dude, I don't know, man, I maybe possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question, but well, I've, I've never asked anybody that question. Honestly, that just came out of me. But yeah. I mean, that's interesting that you bring up the 19 year old girl, uh, you at eight years old being so advanced mentally to be able to flip that around and, you know, start a different narrative. Is there, were there any other checkpoints at young ages where you were like, damn, I feel unstoppable. I feel like I got the formula. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, as I grew up and when all this stuff was going on, I used to play tricks with myself. And when I was playing sports or if I ever got in a fight, which I got in a lot of fights uh, as a kid, um, I would tell myself in my head that if I don't do what I need to do here, whatever it was to accomplish whatever I was trying, that somebody was going to kidnap my mom or somebody was going to kill my mom. This is crazy shit, but it's just what I use this. I would use these things like this to trick myself into pushing forward. And so I don't know where that came from. That maybe that's just part of the thing from growing up in that environment. Um, and I do remember like when I was three or four years old, my mom always telling me that I was inspiring her and I was going to be a leader. And that was programmed into me to be able to help people and lead people. But man, I, I don't know. I just, uh, and then throughout, by the way, throughout. So from that young age of 11, all, all the way up to college, I didn't drink. I didn't, I was so focused on what I wanted to accomplish in life, played football in college and all that. But when I did get to college, I did party. I started drinking partying and chasing girls for, I don't know, seven years, six, seven years, which got me off track. 
And, uh, but I got back on track when I met my wife and I had an intention of marrying her and committing to her. And I got right back on track, but then I wasted a lot of time in my life where I could have been. So if, if I was talking to young people, I would let them know to make sure they stick with their intentions, man. Don't let anything get them off. Stay focused because if you can get yourself right early, you're way ahead of the game. Don't chase guys. Don't chase girls when you're young, man. Let them chase you for right now. They don't chase you. Just go get your money, right? Go get your head, right? Go get your knowledge, right? And get your profession, right? And then you'll have a great selection of ladies to choose from for a wife. Um, you know, that's one of the things that gets distracting sometimes, you know, as young, young kids. So by the way, talking about that young lady, like I'm on a mission now with my partner, Jared Yellen, who has a company that has a program called young entrepreneurs movement and young entrepreneurs movement is all about helping young people from eight years old up to college, teaching them how to have a big idea for tech to solve some kind of an inefficiency in their life. There's inefficiencies everywhere. And we want to coach and mentor these, these young youngsters into coming up with big ideas and taking it to a product and taking it to market or working with someone else's big idea and working in this industry. And so uh, any youngsters listening or you guys have any young, you know, I mean, uh, inefficiency solving ideas or just an inefficiency that you see, you'd like to see it solved. Make sure you message me uh, when you're done listening to this show, because I want to walk you through this. It's a great program. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll replay that way. We might loop that twice just to make it sure that it gets into everybody's subconscious brains. But before we keep going with your story, I do want to double back to the era where you were, you know, chasing girls, partying and whatnot. And I wanted to ask, I hear all the time, you only have so much mental bandwidth, right? You can only focus on so many things at once. So let, obviously back then you're concerned with tail. You're concerned with getting tail, partying, you're playing football. You got a lot of stuff going on. Um, fast forward to now, you got a wife, you got numerous businesses, you got numerous missions, goals. You're working out clearly every day. You got a lot of shit going on. Do you, have you unlocked some sort of secret in your mind how to allocate your brain to certain tasks, a certain amount of tasks a day? It's gonna be a long, long time. Touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not the man they think I am at home Yeah, there's a few things to it. One is the purpose, right? My core purpose is all people are unstoppable living their life with a dream. So everything I do, think, say has to go towards that. That's one. Number two, I realize that I have a certain amount of hours in a week, hours in a day, whatever you want to say. And to multiply that, I have to be really good at creating time. So how do I do that? Well, I look at, first of all, myself and how can I create time with myself and get rid of all the stuff that do not, does not serve my purpose, right? That's number one. Number two, how can I create more time than that? Well, find out people that can help me. You know, I, I collaborate a lot and I hire a lot and that, that creates time. So for example, I have, I don't know, 30, let's just say 35 people in my organization right now uh, in, in just the mortgage part of it, right? So if you do eight hours a day times 35, what, what's that come to about 30, 300 hours? So <clears throat> give or take 300 hours. 
So for, for you, if you don't hire anybody and you're working as a sales rep, you have eight hours or how many hours you want to work in a day, right? Whatever. I have 300, right? So that's, that's what I look at. Like how, how can I create time? And when you do that, you know, obviously people don't cost money if they're, if they're helping you make money, right? Some people look at people costing you money. I look at people helping me make money and I got to have the right people around me. So that's the other thing I do. Um, but really, man, everything like when you have a purpose and you're doing things for that purpose in an ethical manner, you seem to create rather than destroy. What I was doing when I was chasing girls and partying and all that, I was in destruction mode. I was going down the wrong road. So I talk a lot about rocket fuel, but I don't talk about rocket science. Everything to me is simple. You're either going towards your destination or away from it. You're either building or destroying, living or dying. There's no in between. And so when I think my day, when I wake up in the morning, all my decisions, all my words and actions are going towards it. The, the core purpose, not away from it. And that makes it easy. So then you can accomplish a lot more. And how do you find that alignment? How do you truly find your purpose? And then after that, put the steps that you're taking in line with that. So first of all, just like to give you an idea, um, your purpose is something that you want to live by and what you want your life to be about. Like in a perfect world, you know, what, what do you want? Now it depends on your upbringing. It depends on which, what things you've vents you've went through and tragedies and what have you look, I've been through, you know, a lot of broken people around my life, man, growing up alcohol, drug addicts, my grandmother committed suicide. My, I had other family members, like not uh, direct relatives, but they were just one, one layer away or whatever commit suicide. Like just a lot of stuff that was stopping and destroying people. So to me, my thing is I'm not okay with that. And I know that doesn't have to be like that. So my purpose is all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. So it's up to each individual to kind of examine their life and do a self-assessment of what matters to them. It basically comes down to what, what do you value? And so once you figure that out, it, by the way, when you first come up with your core purpose, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be set in stone for the rest of your life. It can evolve. So some people don't want to put something down on paper or live by something because they're like, well, what if I don't like it? What if I want to change it? You can evolve, but start with something that matters to you and serve that mission. If it doesn't serve that mission, get rid of it. It makes it so easy. Have you had some times where you had to make tough cuts or tough choices to you know, get rid of some, some toxic people or toxic habits that didn't align yeah. with the mission? Yeah. Yeah. It's only tough. It's really only tough when it's really only tough when you're not committed to your purpose. Like you think you want the purpose. Like, I, I think I, this is what I want to go towards. And then, but if I did that, then I'd have to cut out this person because they don't, they don't encourage me. You know, it's been said that you should check your circle to make sure those people around you are encouraging you, lifting you up, developing you, celebrating you, picking you up when you're down. And if they don't do that, then you don't have a circle. You have a cage. So like, it's not tough decisions really when you're committed. Like I'm so committed to my purpose. Like, dude, if there's something in, in, in the way, I got to straighten it out or it's got to go. And I'm very perversely unyielding towards it. But again, it's easy once you commit. If you don't commit and you're wishy-washy with it, of course, it's going to be hard. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, this is where it comes full circle to where, you know, you were called stubborn and Merriam uh, Webster dictionary definition is relating directly to you. And obviously this helps you in the long run. This has helped you. It will continue to help you. What about people that, uh, you know, that are wishy-washy anybody listening right now that 
that can feel that you might be talking to them or at them, what can they do? How can they improve on that quality or lack of, you know, directedness and commitment to a mission? What can they do to really understand this and apply this to their life a little better? Just, you got to realize that when you're not committed to something, you're not committed to anything like you, 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 that's bottom line. So just stop it. (laughs) Just simply stop it. Like figure out what matters to you and live the life of your dreams and go towards it. Now you won't have the life of your dreams right away. It's, it's deciding, getting really clear on what you want, committing, and then being consistent with the actions and thoughts and words towards it. It will get boring. It will get difficult sometimes. It will, but the consistency is what matters. Nothing good that's ever come to my life has not entailed those three things. Clarity, commitment, and consistency. The three C's. That's what I hear. It's the three C's. Four C's. C rock. Well, I have actually six C's, but that's just three of them. What are the other three? We got care. We got connection. And we have, uh, what did I say? Commitment, clarity. (laughs) Shit, you got me off now. Uh, clarity, commitment, consistency, caring, connection. And I don't know. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of them. Uh, I don't know. I have to, I have to, I have to look at it. It'll up. pop up. It'll pop up sometime throughout. Yeah, I got it somewhere, but so let's get back on track to the story. So after you're chasing tail, playing football, partying, um, do you graduate or what gets you out to the next phase? No, no, actually lost focus, quit football after two years. And I was going downhill, man. I mean, my friends started like they, they were on their way to graduating. I dropped out with uh, 13 classes left to go, 4.0 grade point average, but I just dropped out. I lost focus and decided that I was going to go work and be Tom Cruise and cocktail in the restaurant business and bartending. And uh, I was just tired of like, I felt like I was learning from professors at the school that didn't know what they were doing because they weren't in the real world. And I just, it just wasn't clicking for me. So I wanted to go out and start making money. Um, and you know, now I have people that work with me that have college degrees and I don't have a college degree and they work for me. So I, I'm not saying that to be a dick, but, uh, I didn't need it. Um, and, but I could have used the, I could have done better with the connections that I would have made in college. I, I still had, did a pretty good job with it, but I still think I could have done better networking and all that, but I just didn't understand it back then. Um, so I think college is great if you want to be a doctor or lawyer, but or something that needs a degree. But otherwise, if you go to college, just make sure it's for building connections and building up relationship capital. That is something we hear a lot on this podcast, honestly, um, especially the reoccurring theme that college, I, I loved where I went. I love some of my professors. I love the networking I did, but sometimes colleges don't teach you real life skills when it gets down to the nitty gritty. What are you going to do? All that. I'm sure you know, you've experienced this and I'm sure you've you taught yourself and learned from yourself so much after you dropped out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and, uh, you know, I just, I, you know, for my kids, man, I, like, I'm not even concerned with them going to college. I would rather them not, I'd rather them like take on some of the things that I'm doing and look and see what I'm doing and pick out what they want to do, uh, from there. And they'll have obviously a head start. Um, and you know, that's what I would rather them do, but if they decide they want to go to college, they're going to have to pay for it. I'm not paying for their college. Um, you're going to be, you're going to be crumpling up dollar bills in front of their faces. I'm just throwing it probably. out. Probably. <laughs> no, no. You know what? I, I'll uh, support them as long as they work hard, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to give them anything. I don't believe I'll give them knowledge. I'll give them support. I'll give them encouragement, but they're going to have to learn to go get it. Yeah. I mean, that's what you did. And there's no other way to teach that rather than throwing them into the water, letting them swim. 
Yeah. Um, so next, what's the next step in the journey? How, how did you become, you know, a business owner? How did you work your way into all these different ventures? Um, you know, I, I thought that, you know, I just wanted to go out and be in control. I don't want to be the, the effect of anything. I want to be the cause of things. That's just something that's in me. And, you know, I, I work for a company called Nations Lending where I run a division under that company, but we have a autonomy and, and we have it like we run it like our own business, which is cool. So I have support, but I don't have somebody breathing down my neck and trying to show me how to do things that I already know how to do or the ways I want to do it. But um, at the end of the day, though, we really, the main thing we're focusing on now is the tech space. And we have a new tech product coming out. Um, you know, if somebody wants to build an audience and they want to build a community and they want to help people in their coaching or whatever the case is, and they're doing these digital courses, um, that's not the way that they're going to get the big audience anymore because these digital courses do not create transformation and, and results like they should. And a lot of people are creating digital courses and if they're good marketers, they're making a lot of money with these things. I've taken digital courses before. I've created digital courses before. But the, the good marketers are having great success financially, but without concern for the success of their students. So I looked into this and tried to figure out why is this the case? Because this is a problem to me. And anytime you can solve a problem, there's big opportunity. And I thought to myself, well, if you really wanted to create success in people, just give them the steps. Like show them step one, step two, step five. How many steps are there? Where to go? And if you can do this in a blueprint fashion, which is my product's called Blueprinted, B-L-O-O -O, printed. If in a project management based step-by-step -step algorithmic formula to success in different verticals, people can create their blueprints in our system it can, with accountability built in and people can buy their blueprints. We'll have a marketplace in, this, in the software for people to go buy blueprints in different verticals to be successful in whatever they want. And uh, it, they'll have the step-by-step, -step, like one of the things for me, like when I started a podcast, I'm like, I don't know how to start a podcast. Like what, how, what do I do, right? What's the first step? What equipment do I need? What do I do first? What do I do last? I didn't know that. If I would have had that, it would have been so much easier. And so that's what this is all about. So people that have digital, digital marketing agencies, people that have podcasts, people that have monetized podcasts, people that have uh, coaching programs, whatever it is, they're going to be able to access this software for free, go in there build their blueprint, and then be able to sell their blueprints to people and create coaching and things off of it as well. It's called Blueprint. It's coming out in 60 days. You got so many things going. I mean, you you are focused. You're laser focused out here. And that, that that's like the saying I heard, uh, teach a man to fish, he can eat forever, right? Instead of just giving him a fish. I feel like yeah. that's the problem with a lot of online courses right now. I see a lot of them. I almost feel as if it's uh, like a diluted market. And the issue is that they actually don't, help you, right? They just take their students' money, then they just throw them out there to the world. 20%, uh, less than 20% completion rate when it comes to digital courses. And that means the success rate's got to be lower than that, right? So that's way too ineffective, man. Like that's ridiculous. And so that's why we're coming out with this. This is going to be an, a disruptive product in the industry. And I'm looking forward to it because it's also going to create an industry for people to, to sell a service of building blueprints for people that want to put blueprints in there because they don't want to build their own blueprint. They have content and they want to give it to somebody to build a blueprint step-by-step -step process of how to achieve something. So just like web designers back in the day, now there'll be blueprint designers. So this is, this is an awesome thing. I cannot wait to get it to the market, but we got to, you know, and by the way, I, I have access. I'm part of an idea squad. It's called, 
And the idea squad basically goes around to non-tech entrepreneurs that have tech ideas, that have inefficiencies that they see and solutions for that. And they bring those products, those ideas to me, and I help them develop their pitch to go to a company called Sela Labs and pitch the product. And when they pitch the product, we have, if they don't have financing, we have angel investors and we do everything at Sela Labs at cost in India. We have a company that Jared Yellen has created uh, in India. My partner's Jared, he's, he's an American, but he created a company in India so that they can do development at Indian cost, which is a fraction of a fraction of a fraction. And so we can get out a bunch of products and help entrepreneurs that don't have the funds to get it done and get it to market, which is freaking phenomenal. It's like the, it, it's like the most unique circumstance, but most almost too good to be true. No, that is phenomenal. That is phenomenal. And people going back to what you said, probably 30 seconds ago, eh, maybe more time's going fast here, but you said people come to you with these ideas, right? And then you kind of refine them or connect them with, with the right people, introduce them to your team. I feel as if a lot of kids, a lot of guys and gals this day and age, they want to be that person. They want to be the connect. They want people to come to them, but obviously you got to put the work in to get to that point. Um, and this is just you reaping the benefits of your hard work, your stubbornness in a, in a positive light. And it's got to feel good to be there. Um, yeah, dude, anybody can do it though. Like if somebody has like comes to me and says, Hey, listen, I got people that have ideas and I want to be involved with this. We work something out. Because at the end of the day, it's all building relationships and we want to build a big network and organization of people finding ideas. That's what it's all about. It's not about me. It's not about Jared Yellen. It's not about just Sela Labs. It's about what can we build as all of us together as creators? Yes. And I assume, you know, you're a people person. You seem like a people person. You seem like a relationship builder. Yeah, I love people. That's one of your six C's. What was it? Connectedness? Connection. Connection. Care, connection. Yep. I want to know what that other six C was. I'll have to figure that out. I'm trying to like rack my brand of C words. There's, right well, there's a bunch of C's, dude. I, I picked six, but there's actually a bunch of them. Um, here, you know what? I'll find this right now for you while we're sitting here. Yeah. And you and you can ask me some other questions while I pull it up. Is it uh, cartoons? You watch cartoons in the morning? That's got to get your mind, right? Yeah, that that man, I used to be a big cartoon guy. Tom and Jerry, Bugs Bunny, Jetsons, Flintstones. <laughs> Hold oh. on. I got, I got it right here, dude. I, I'm going to get you the six C's right here. Watch. What do we got? Uh, la, 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 la. I'm still distracted uh, by your uh, the brick in the background. This is a hell of a setup you got. Yeah, my wife is uh, my wife is the shit. So let's see, six C's fundamentals of six C's. Let's see what they are. All right, we got commitment. That was it, right? That no, was I said we that one. Consistency. I said that one. Continuity, free variation, contradiction. Jeez, I was using other C words. Confidence, confidence. Ah. That's the sixth one. Damn, how could I forget that one? <laughs> confidence. <laughs> have you heard of the uh, confidence competence loop? Yes, I have. I feel like that's very important um, to get you know the younger generation to understand because I think with the instant gratification tendencies they have, they think they can just waltz into being a you know the master without being a disaster before. Yeah. And bottom. Well, bottom line though, who, here's the thing though. The thing is that insecurity stem from lack of knowledge, right? So if you're insecure about something and you don't feel right about something, get some knowledge, get a book, get a mentor, go watch videos on the topic, learn about it. Then you gain, you gain their, your insecurities go away. You gain confidence and then you take action and then you build confidence. Huge, 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 huge lesson. What? And so personally, I love, I love working out 
one of the benefits is confidence, honestly, because it builds confidence in myself. Um, do you experience the same benefits? Because obviously, you know, you yeah, play absolutely. football, you're built like a linebacker still. You got the chain on, badass look. <laughs> is that something that comes with working out for you? How do you build confidence other than repetitions? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I build confidence with knowledge. I build confidence with taking care of my body, um, taking care of my mind, you know, um, I, consistency, <laughs> commitment, like all the C's. The C's. Yeah, I mean, it all matters, dude. It all, it's all encompassing. And, and you know what? Here's the thing. A lot of us will feel like out of place or out of alignment sometimes, right? So I think assessment's a big deal. Assessment leads to elevation. So when you can assess things like, you know, your diet, your hydration, what's going into your mind, your environment, you know, environment's a big key to, to, to assessing and making sure your environment's straight. Like, look, this, this is an awesome podcast studio. I feel like a badass when I'm in my podcast studio because it's decked out, did it for a reason, right? Um, you know, like go on trips, get out of your town. Sometimes go on a trip somewhere else, go to Miami, go to New York, go to different places and see different things. Um, assessing different areas of your life. Um, I had those there too, for that assessment. I mean, I have a list here and I'll go over it real quick with you. When you're assessing things like look at, uh, habits, your habits, the people that you're surrounded with. I already talked about your circle, how much sleep and the quality of sleep you're getting. Um, what are you thinking? Your self-talk paying attention to all these things, like on a weekly basis, at least if not daily, uh, your financial picture, how many people are actually looking at what they spend on their credit card or the bank statements consistently? Or how many people are just shying away from it and hoping that it goes away? Well, that's another thing colleges don't cover with you that much. Financial care, right? Literacy. Yeah, financial literacy. Absolutely. I wish that was there. That's something you kind of got to teach yourself in the real world. And everything you just said, too. I don't understand. C-Rock, you should have been my professor. You should have, you should have just been talking about all the self-talk, <laughs> habits, sleep, all this shit. This should be in college. This is the most important stuff. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I... Uh, I believe it. That's why I'm a people, people builder, man. I mean, I build my team. Uh, we're talking about constantly with my team and like things we can do to elevate, 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 and, you know, also continuously elevate, not just get to one spot and then stay there or go down having a graph that goes upwards at all times. Never peaking, never peaking. Somehow we got only five minutes left. And with that five minutes, I just kind of want to go over. I'm very intrigued by your story. I feel like I didn't even hear enough of it. What's next how do you plan to do this? Just give me, give me the blueprint. No pun intended. Well, bottom line, I connect with great people and surround myself with freaking just phenomenal people and the average mediocre people. It sounds harsh, but I don't have time to hang out with them. I mean, uh, I just, if, if people are trying at their, let's say they're in an average level right now and they're trying to get elevate themselves. I'm all day, all day. I'm hanging with them, but people that are satisfied and complacent and comfortable, I just don't want to be around them because it's just going to, keep me from going after what I want to do, which is all people are unstoppable to live in the life of their dreams. So uh, I want to impact this planet with that message and with getting entrepreneurs the opportunity to get their ideas into, uh, into reality and, and creating millionaires, man. I love it. And I mean, I see the 10 times rule book behind you, behind the yeah. shoulder there. Was, yeah, that, was that a big uh, motivator for you? Yeah. Grant's a mentor of mine and I just uh, love his message. And I've just, uh, you know, I get his message out to the world as, as well as mine. Uh, my book, Rocket Fuel, May 3rd is going to be available on Amazon. I did have that sitting there, but I just took it upstairs to do some video with it um, because we're getting ready to launch. Uh, we've done a pre-sale with the book, had very good success. We should be an Amazon bestseller uh, upon going on to Amazon. Um, 
but I'm looking forward to what's going to come once it hits Amazon, man. I love that. And I, I was just thinking the other day with social media and the ability to get messages like your own grants, I uh, just had David Meltzer on the podcast, other guys like that. I feel like these leaders and these visionaries are more accessible. And I think as social media's capabilities, you know, continue to double, triple, hopefully your mission is made easier to, you know, empower these people. Yeah. Especially with clubhouse. Are you familiar with clubhouse yet? Yes. I think that's yeah. the next big thing. Yeah. Well, so I just started a club on clubhouse called the, the C rock experience. So if you're listening to this on your, your own clubhouse, look up the C rock experience club, join it. We're going to be doing rooms on uh, helping entrepreneurs come up with tech ideas. We're going to be doing rooms on entrepreneurship startups mindset. We're just going to, we're just going to absolutely crush it. So I need you to be a part of it. I can't do this by myself. So if you're listening to this and this vibes with you, come join my movement guys. Cause I want to be a, able to just impact as many people as possible. It's about you. It's not about me. I love it. And I think the bold community loves it too. You're, you're a bold guy. You fit the bill. You're, you're part of the bold community now as well. I'm glad Let's that we have another great one in and uh, we'll definitely, you know, get your info out to everybody. I'm excited for this drop already. I, I honestly don't know how this is over. I feel like we've been talking for five minutes, but again, thank you for joining us. Absolute treat. Uh, any last words for the, for the bold crew? Yeah. First of all, for you, George, thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to be on here and share with you and your audience. And the other thing is, man, just go out and convert setbacks into rocket fuel and become unstoppable. I just heard the other day, pain is not a stop sign. Pain is an indicator. Rocket fuel. Use yeah, it. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Let's go. Thrust us to, <laughs> to the moon. All right. Hey, thank you very much, Mike. We will get, you know, all your info, all your, you know, your business ideas that are going to transform things out to our audience. Uh, I hope to talk again soon. We'll stay connected. And I'm looking forward to the book. And everybody else out there, if you liked what you heard, share with a friend. That's you know, that's that's what we're here for. We don't run ads, we rely on you guys. You guys are our ads, walking ads, walking billboards. We'll get you all promo codes to put on the back of your, uh, your shirt. But again, thank you. And remember, live, live, live.